0: Welcome to another episode of Reality TV and Me. I am your host, Kirsty. And this week, I am joined by another member of the MAFS AU, Married at First Sight franchise. Drew, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: So you were at Intruder in Season 7. That must have been a bit of a different experience, but from what I can see and what I've learned from the cast members that have spoken to me before, it's probably better that you missed some of the craziness early on.
1: I'm so stoked that I was only there for half the amount of time <laughs> that everyone else was before. And, yeah, look, we did miss a lot of the, you know, the hectic stuff that went on just before we went in there. So Happy.
0: How did this all play out for you? How did it go from applying to the show, going through the whole process? A lot of people have said that either it's been a really slapdash process to get them on the show, like a couple of weeks. Others, it's taken six months. What was that like for you?
1: <laughs> they contacted me, so I'm I'm one of the silly people. I've never watched a show until yeah. I was on it, so <laughs> I don't I don't just don't watch TV at all. So, um. Yeah, look, they called me up. They said, do you want to be on the show? I was like, yep. Uh, I went through the application process still, but that was the year before. And I got right to the end. And then they said, oh, we didn't find anybody for you. So, you know, basically I just forgot about it. And then this year they rang me like six days and said, are you still single? you Are getting married in six days?
0: Oh, my God.
1: No prep. And like, I'm like, oh, if I get selected, I'll. I watched the show then or something like it just it wasn't on my radar at all and then I was so busy in that six days like I had to pack up my life for six weeks and I run a charity I, you know I had six weeks worth of gigs and yeah I had to cancel like it was the craziest six days of my life and yeah so I just I didn't even have time to watch an episode before I went on there and I'm like how hard could it be.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh next minute
1: <laughs> yeah silliest thing I've ever done in my life
0: but, so, so I this is interesting you're the first person um that said they that they called you and that actually happened to me in first it would have been for season six hey maybe I'm looking at my husband right now you never know oh, yeah. <laughs> um i hear wedding bells sorry i so that's so no well I, my my psychologist was like i'm like hey um i got this little facebook because i was in a singles facebook group and that's how they found me i guess someone must have messaged me through it and um my psychologist strongly advised me against it for the place i was at in my life um and that's that's you know for the best. After having spoken to a lot of the cast, I'm like, yeah, that would. She was onto something there, <laughs> I think.
1: Solid life advice. But Maybe. were you in
0: a were you in a singles group or something? No. <laughs> How did they find you?
1: I have no idea. I don't know. I guess, <laughs> like on on paper, I get. Oh, actually, yeah, I applied. So I applied for the Bachelor about seven years ago when I first had my wedding called off. My mates talked me into it, and I applied for it. Same thing, got pretty far but didn't get in, and then forgot about everything. And then they must just put you into a pool Mm. of, you know, uh, you know, good applicants or whatever. And I just I get contacted by like a lot of the shows every year, just saying, hey, you should apply for this, or hey, we can skip the first few rounds or whatever. And yeah, I don't know, but I've never really thought about it too much, and that's obviously how it happened. But
0: so, were there any other shows that? that email you that you would have been interested in?
1: Um, yeah, Survivor.
0: Oh, that would have been awesome.
1: It turns out maths is a bit of like Survivor anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's more of the mental game. It's one of the puzzles.
1: <laughs> yeah, just trying to survive, that was hard enough.
0: <laughs> so you did find it really tough because a lot of people, you know, I've spoken to and just what you've heard in the media, they really struggle with the, the mental health side of things during the show. Is that more due to... You know the if we're going with the survivor analogy, the endurance game, just the long days, or is it more production and the manipulation that goes on?
1: Just yeah, just everything. Like I, I struggled a lot, and it wasn't it wasn't necessarily to do with like my wife Casey. Mm-hmm. It was just I figured out like you know when you meet somebody, how long does it take before you know whether you're compatible? Like I knew within two days that it probably wasn't going to work with Casey, mm-hmm. and and then I f- I felt all these games going on, like I, I wanted to do the right thing by the producers. Like I, I try and make everybody happy and just go along with everything, you know, and then I wanted to do the right thing by Casey mm. and then I'm just kind of getting double teamed by my producer and Casey the whole time and it was like, yeah, it was just, it was tough, wasn't sleeping properly, uh, my normal routine was gone, I uh, wasn't eating good food because you don't really get a chance to on set mm. and, yeah, yeah, long days and it just it didn't really sit right with me. And as soon as I got in there, I'm like, oh, this isn't really me. Like, I'm so chilled and like it's kind of goes against what I'm about. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be in here. And it was just, yeah, it was it was, it was a hard six weeks. I but mean. A lot, a lot of positives came out of it as well, I must say.
0: Well, give us a few positives because all I've heard from everyone is is hardcore negatives. I mean, I think Alex is the only one, the only girl I've spoken to that said she would do it again. And that was a, quite a tentative, <laughs> yes, I would do it again. <laughs> it's like, I guess so. <laughs> everyone else is like, hell right. no.
1: Like I, I think a good way and confusing way for me to put it is, if I knew what it was going to be like or what I was getting myself into, I would never have done it. Um, but I'm glad that I did now that it's over because, you know, I met some amazing people out of it. There was good times through there as well. I uh, learnt a lot about myself as well. Like as, as cliche as that sounds and, you know, it's it's great for now that I'm out, it's it's great for my charity and, um, you know, spreading a positive message with, with the platform. So yeah. yeah.
0: What's the name of your charity?
1: It's called Kick On. Do
0: you want to tell us just a little bit about that? You got your Kick On shirt. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Funnily enough. It's basically all I wear anyway. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, Kick on. Kick on is a mental health charity that I founded about four years ago. We do school programs. We um, go out to gas and mining camps and talk about mental health. We do suicide intervention training. Do a lot of online stuff, and basically, we try to link people to. You know, we're not clinical, but we try to link people to the services that are already available and. We basically just come up with any unique ideas that we can to to try and improve mental health on a on a baseline like everywhere that we can.
0: That's amazing.
1: And we so, do we have a clothing brand that we we support you know our programs and stuff with as well. So
0: is there a website people can go to and check out some of the products and some of the things that you do?
1: Yeah, kickon.com.au. Otherwise, the Instagram is um is really pumping. There's a lot of positivity on there, and you know I guess. I just I've seen a big gap in the market because a lot of charities just don't have that cool factor that like kids yeah. can relate to and look up to and like everything that we do we try we try to really adapt that to that specific demographic so you know for for kids to want to look after their mental health it's got to be cool it's got to be delivered by someone that they respect and you know we try to add humor uh, as as much as we can as well even though it's a sensitive topic and But, you know, just because we're talking about depression doesn't mean we have to give people depression.
0: (laughs) It's so true. People
1: feel bad enough. We're trying to make them happy and make them laugh. um, Yeah. Yeah, and comedy is such a a great antidepressant, like it is. Same as exercise and diet and sleep and, you know, all of these. You can't have one of them without all the other, but they all help. And, you know, it's amazing with what you're doing too because hopefully, you know, that that is other people are getting that out of your podcast well I hope so you know
0: we were just having a little chat before I pressed record that you know I've just I've received some nice messages lately that in the state the current state of the world we know we feel like we're kind of living through an apocalypse right now that um my little silly vapid nonsense can make people smile and distract them for a little while and that's all I can hope to do to to talk about reality shows and, you know, have a little bit of a laugh and about, you know, nonsense really, silly stuff. So, yeah, I think it's good.
1: And I guess I guess that's what reality TV might be for a lot of people Mm. as well. Uh, Not not
0: so much the contestants that are on the show. (laughs) It
1: can be used for a positive thing and it's like if you watch it and it's a bit of an escape from your your life a little bit and you can laugh about it and have a good time, especially if you connect with other people over it. it's a great thing but if you're watching it and it makes you feel shit and you're jumping online and and spreading negativity after Mm. it there's better ways to you know to prop yourself up but
0: yeah absolutely and i think that um the experience of like we've like we've talked about a lot the experience of people on the show and behind the scenes compared to us viewers just you know having some joyful escapism seems to be very different and and i wonder if especially this season of maths, if it really pushed the boundaries of of what's ethical uh, in how it got good TV in adverted commerce, because you know it didn't work for the fans that well either. We could see the strings being being pulled behind the scenes, and and it was too much. You know, you, it's interesting to me that you say that they didn't put you on um, in season six because they didn't find a match for you. Because when you watch this this season it feels like they've gone against finding matches at all you know that some of the couples you just think how did they possibly think this was going to work
1: yeah and that's that's the feedback that I've heard as well um so much is that mm. they it a bit too far this year so it'll be interesting to see what they do next year I probably won't be watching but <laughs>
0: <laughs> you'll hear it in the grapevine
1: <laughs> yeah I'm sure I will but it's yeah it's super interesting because you can get much more obvious that they weren't matching people like they, they matched everybody with their, then deal breakers, you know, and it's mm. it's not fair on either person and it's playing with people's emotions. Like a lot of people are on there to get Instagram followers or, or you know, yeah. they're not on for true love. And then the, the small percentage of people that are, they get don't crushed. want to get, they get fucked over. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit, I didn't agree with that. And it's, um, but it is what it is. It's, People still watch it. It's still the highest-rated TV show in Australia. Yeah. Um, so, I guess I'll see if if numbers drop next year. Then I guess they might rein it in a bit. But at the end of the day, the viewers are in control, aren't they?
0: Well, exactly. Um, and and it seems like Channel Nine is very much in control, from how, how I've heard from you know Poppy and people whose stories were suppressed. You know, there's powers that be that that keep uh, their voices suppressed, which is sad.
1: It is. Like, I just, if you know what it's about, and I think a lot of people that were on there knew exactly what they were getting in, themselves into and they knew how to play the game. And it's like, it's all sweet, you know. Mm. You, you have people going on there that are really emotionally invested and they're like, oh, the experts are going to find someone for me and they've yeah. had a hard time and they play on their insecurities and all that. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's not me.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just why it's, it just blows my mind that you got yourself in this position. <laughs> but I can understand if things happening so quickly, you know, you get That's... swept up in it and it's a new experience. And if, if you're a risk taker, you want to jump in head first. I totally get it. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you, or at least I, or I wanted to comment on the fact that you said, you know, it took you a couple of days to really decide that, no, you didn't think Casey was right for you. I mean, that's that in itself. Like, I I don't date anymore because just I'm one of these people. I'm just like, nah, too hard basket. I'll get another kitten, and um, I'm very quickly becoming a crazy cat lady. But I I think two days is a long time. Like, I'll go on a Tinder date back in the day, and ten minutes tops. I'm like, oh. I don't even want to finish my coffee. Like I'm ready to go. <laughs> you just know yeah. if there's a if there's flow of conversation, if there's chemistry. Uh, this honestly, I'm so glad I got talked out of doing the show because it's my idea of hell. Being stuck in in for seven weeks with somebody in that intense proximity.
1: How, how do you go ahead? Tinder date on yeah. TV? <laughs> nah,
0: nah, 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 nah. Hell no. <laughs>
1: yeah. It was very, it was very hard, and just conflicted with my values a lot. Um, and it, like again, it's it's not Casey's fault. Like, no. Casey Casey's a lovely person, and she's just not the person for me. And it's very obvious that she's not, you know. And it's mm-hmm. it's it's not fair. It wasn't fair on her either. And I, I do, yeah, I feel for her because I honestly think that she was on there to find somebody, you know. So.
0: Really? Because to me she was one of the more obvious just with her background and have, living, have been living in LA and having the dancers background and I would have just assumed that she had come back to Australia because she got the contract and wanted to, you know, find success back here.
1: That I think that might have been an element to it but I, I think she, like she's mad on love, like she's... You know she she's very invested in, in finding somebody and like she's got the fairy tale uh thing that she's looking for and it wasn't you know she thought maybe this could be uh where she finds it and I, mm. like i felt bad for her. and, and then you know I'm, I'm feeling bad for that because i'm like you know i, I feel terrible because it's not me and mm. and then you've got producers manipulating everything and then yeah it's crazy like I'm, I'm super strong-minded and i'm super you know like i run a mental health charity I, Yeah. I was in a- <laughs> mental health space before i went in there and i thought there's no way anyone could ever change how i feel about something you know by manipulation like i'm totally open to to new information and stuff but i'm like if i felt a certain way no one would be able to get me to say that i felt differently or something like that but and they are good at their job (laughs)
0: wow that's crazy so but you guys did end up having a you know, a short-lived relationship and you were together at the end. So was that, Was that kind of like an ongoing internal battle that you were facing? Was that an open conversation that you had with Casey? I mean, I know that you discussed that the way, the ways that you didn't relate to her, you know, she's a little bit more superficial than what you usually go for. You're very relaxed, laid, laid back, free spirit. I understand that would have been a, a continued conversation, but was there more kind of behind the scenes? Like, oh, I'm really not sure this is going to work. How did you end up falling for her?
1: No, there, there was just so much that they didn't show. Like mm. 95% of it, you don't see any of that. And then the 5% that you do see is highly edited. So, so different. Like we had a lot of good times, like we did. Mm. We, we done. We did fun stuff and we laughed. You don't see my personality at all on the whole whole show like I was just so like given the fact that I was I wasn't having the best time but Mm. like we had great days and we laughed and you know I'm that kind of person that does laugh all the time and I was getting I was getting pulled up for it like every time I joke about everything and I was getting every time I'd make a joke or laugh the producer would just be like what are you laughing for like you can't laugh at this and I'm like what? I said this is probably the thing that I said most on the show was why did you pick me for this? Like because yeah. every time I just act like myself, I'm just getting smashed and like you like like I don't know what you want from me because this is just who I am. Like I laugh at stuff and I make jokes about things and I don't care about a lot of like I'm very chill. Like wow. I'm so hard up
0: that's Literally. that's actually blown my mind because I when I have watched shows like The Bachelor in the past they I always sit back and think, God they take everything so seriously I'm like it can't be that serious like they must be having fun if they're falling in love, a huge part of falling in love with someone is shared humor you know and you think they must be laughing they must be having fun, but it's all like this serious sexy talk you know, like how that you think these people have no personality but they're obviously just choosing what to show.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. And they'll ask you the same thing or ask you to say the same thing 10 times and mm. by the energy's gone and it's like yeah. that's probably. But saying that, the whole sense of humour thing, like Casey and I have polar opposite sense of humours too. Like mm. every joke, I think I'm quite hilarious, but every joke I said <laughs> straight out of Said, or she'd be like, that's not funny. I'm like,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll see myself out.
1: <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I've never met I've never met anybody that I couldn't get along with. Like literally nobody. Like I
0: yeah.
1: love working with people. And I love people and I, I can always find something good about somebody that I can like relate to or, or vibe off. And my producer, ma'am, she just she had it in for me. Like we we butted heads the whole time and like wow. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm like, I don't know. That's her job.
0: (laughs) I mean, I guess. (laughs) Wow.
1: Yeah. The manipulation of it all. I couldn't do that job. Like, Mm -mm. I got really well with all of the other producers. And I feel like most of the contestants were the same. Like, if your producer obviously has a job to do, they need it, they have a set storyline that they kind of want to get out of you. And it's open to go wherever, but they, they have an idea in their head where they want it to go already. Mm. So they're working pretty hard to make that happen. And then, you know, it's, it's not a – it wouldn't be a nice job for them either. Like, I'm, yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so a few of the listeners uh, had a, – well, a lot of the listeners had a questions about your uh, selection of stuffed toys. Everybody wants to know if you still have the toys. Why do you have the toys? Why did you bring a toy from another girl on your honeymoon?
1: <laughs> uh, I told you that the stupidest thing I ever did was go on maths without watching it. The Stupidest thing, stupidest thing I've ever done is pick up that toy and bring it on the, uh, on the show, which uh, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like an interesting duality between like being very mature And being a little kid, you know, my inner child is, like, I love... Yeah, and I I love being different. Like, I love doing different things. Like, I think the most offensive thing you could ever call me is normal. Like, I hate that. (laughs) So the whole toy thing was just a stupid mix-up. Like, I was literally on the way to the airport. I just, like, I had six days to get ready for maths, and it was Mm. the most stressful six days of my life. Probably the most stressful part of it was I had to go do a blood test and on am and needles, like I almost passed out before I even got it. I come back and then it's time to go to the airport because everything was like, you know, I almost didn't get it and I couldn't go without it. We're on the way to the airport and then this um, there's this motorbike accident. Like this oh. dude gets messed up on a motorbike and he's like bleeding everywhere. We got out and helped him for a little bit and then the ambulance was coming. There was like 10 other people around. So then we jump back oh in the car and to and I'm like, this is bad sign.
0: Uh huh. <laughs> it's not a good sign.
1: Anyway, I just I grabbed the doll out of the car, and I was like, can I take this with me? He's like, yeah, no worries. My housemates like, yeah, no worries. It wasn't like a gift. It was just like I grabbed it, chucked it in my bag, and then totally forgot about it until we got to the honeymoon. And Casey's like, what's this? And I was like, oh, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <it's> a- <laughs> and then it just turned into this massive thing, like. And the whole housemate thing, like, I felt that was a really big part of why I had such a hard time because the producers are telling me, like, your housemate is a big part of the storyline now. And I was like, she's dating one of my mates, for starters. Like, she's one of my best mates that used to live with me. Um, But they hadn't made it official or, like, they hadn't been telling everybody about it. So I'm like, it's not my place to say that. And also, like, you know, there, there there was a lot of factors in there where I'm like, You know, she was invited to the wedding, but she didn't go because she didn't want to be on TV. Like she's very introverted Mm. and she's like, no, she doesn't like the show for starters. And then she becomes this big part of it. And like they're trying to force like a meet with her. And I'm like, she didn't sign up for this. And I felt so bad because it was like, I thought it could put a lot of strain on her mental health. And, you know, that's that's what I'm all about. And yeah, it just turned into this massive thing that blew out of proportion and. Luckily, she handled it like a champion. Like she really did. She seen the funny side of it, and but yeah, I was I was stressing so hard about that. But yes, yeah, I yeah. With Cornelius, to answer the other <laughs> question.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's. I always think that with um with these shows, that how do they rope everyone's family into it as well? I mean, look, I'm as hungry for attention as anybody that well, is in the public eye, but. My family are a family of introverts. There is no way I could drag them onto the TV screen if I needed to desperately. So, look, I, I understand your pain.
1: There was a lot of talks with the family, like with, with my wedding party that was there because they're a bunch of lunatics. Like, yeah. they're, they're awesome. But they're like, my family, Very we pull the absolute piss out of each other and we love to, like, rip on each other and like a lot of inappropriate jokes and stuff like this and I'm like you guys and this is national TV you can't be saying the things that we would say at Christmas at home and like all of my mates are you know like I would I would rip on my mates if they went on mass for sure so yeah almost was like very well behaved you know and it was it was still a I think dad got a couple of one- liners in there which is <laughs>
0: I mean, yeah, I think your family pretty well behaved. My favourite uh, family member of the entire season is obviously Connie's mum, bloody legend. <laughs> She's just saying it how it is. <laughs>
1: it's great.
0: Didn't hold back at all. Loved her. She's one girl I didn't get to speak to. I would have loved to talk to Connie. Are you in uh, contact with anyone from the show still?
1: Yeah, look, you should talk to Connie. She's a legend. She's an absolute lovely human being. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, most most people I am, and the people that I'm not sort of in contact with, it's just because, you know, if any, any of them rang me up and was like, hey, I'm in Cairns, let's go for a beer, I'll be like 100%. Like, there's nobody that I um I wouldn't catch up with, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, that's yeah, great. Yeah,
1: definitely. Seb, like, Seb, was, Seb and Lizzie are great, like, we're still very close with that, and Seb and I are working together with, um, you know, with his well-being stuff and my charity, like, we've joined forces on a few things, and i awesome. uh, got some stuff happening there, and... Yeah, look, there's a lot of legends on there and I felt bad because I'm like going on on there, I'm like kind of prejudged people and put people like stereotypes of people that go on this kind of show a bit, you know, and then but here I am going on it, so who am I to judge? So, But, yeah, that was (laughs) really cool people, individually very cool, put together with the partners they were. It brought out the worst in some people, you know.
0: Mm, mm. I mean, I guess in saying that uh, someone we saw a lot of drama from is Michael. And <laughs> lately we've we've learned that Michael and Stacy went on uh, Michael and Casey went on to date your wife Casey, Stacy's husband, TV husband Michael. I mean, did you know about that or did you hear about that in the media? Did you have any feelings about that <laughs> at all?
1: Hit me up. So, like I said, I I knew pretty early on that Casey and I weren't going to be an item. Mm. So after the show, you know, we didn't last long after the show at all. Um, in in a very, you know, we ended in like pretty quickly, and it was. I mean, was, you
0: live in different states, so it's difficult anyway.
1: We live in different states in more than one way of saying that.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> so yeah, and look. After it, Casey hit me up and she, like, we were still talking and she said, hey, look, would you would you have a problem if I went on a date with, um, you know, someone from the show? And I was like, no, of course not. Like, you know, I don't, just because you we didn't work, like I, I still wanted to be happy and I still fully support her. We still talk now. And I was like, yeah, of course, like, you've got my blessing. Like, go for it. Like, if you guys want to, whatever, like, best of luck to you. So yeah. Michael's had a Stacey, a Casey, maybe a Lacey next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, it's been a wild ride for Michael, I'll say that much.
1: <laughs> yeah, look, Michael was depicted as the bad guy on the whole thing and um, you can see why and they, they chose him because of that reason. But, like, again, like, I've, I've only had good, you know, good encounters with him and I think he's, he's a super smart dude with great sense of humour. Like, I, I really, really love chatting to him and Stacey on the show because, you know, they were brutal but you knew exactly what you were going to get. And, like, yeah. I, man, I, I enjoyed it. It was good.
0: Yeah. No, to be honest, I like people like that, that just there's no holds barred. Um, sometimes they can come across rude, but it's all that, bl- like, blunt honesty. That's very yeah. much my jam.
1: Look. It might have been a very different show if, if he wasn't on there. And I think, you know, whoever, the cast selection, they're like, look, this is what, this is the kind of guy you are. And this is what we want you to do. Like we want you to play it up. We want you to be the villain. Um, go hard. Like bust, you know, bust some ass on there. Yeah, and I think still <laughs> that role very well. So,
0: I think I think he. Um, I'm not sure whether or not the producers told him. You know, he was he was going to be cast as the villain and to play it up, but. I think he definitely embraced that role and I don't think he would have a care in the world at what people's opinion of him would have been post-show.
1: I hope not. Like, I've chatted to him a couple of times and I, I hope he's doing all right because with with that role, obviously, it does, there does come a lot of negative feedback. So, mm. um, yeah, I don't think he cares, but, like, I, I really hope that he's, he's keeping himself in a good space because – it does, like a lot of that can weigh you down and it's, you know, especially, you know, on, on that level, like the amount of people that watch the show, like people are yelling stuff out in person, it's not just online, like people... Uh, people are so passionate about this show and it's like... Like you have to understand that it is... It's just a show and it's highly edited and it's people aren't acting, but it's, it's very different to what the actual situations are 90% yeah. of the time.
0: And I mean, you know, even... Even recording like this, as soon as you've got a live mic in front of you, as soon as you've got a camera in front of you, it does... Change your actions as well. You know, you do. You do sort of watch what you say more. You become a different person. Some people are like that; they kind of hold back, and others kind of go the the Michael and you know put the jazz hands on and the Vaseline on the teeth, and they're just like, "I'm ready." And take center stage. You know, so it's you never know who you're gonna be with the camera in your face. That's what I'll say to any listeners out there. It's it's wild. And then, like you say, they can edit the footage and and manipulate what you say in 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 many shapes and forms as well, well.
1: a camera in your face and a producer in your ear um mm-hmm. the producer has a lot of influence like you're spending every single day with these people and they're they're telling you basically whatever they can to make you do whatever they want you know whether it's like um encouraging you like yeah that's awesome this is great like people are gonna love this that's really funny that's really good you know or Man, like, people are going to hate you. Literally, our producers told us on our honeymoon, they're like, everyone's going to hate you. You guys have been so bo- – this is because we're getting along and not fighting. Um, you guys are so boring. You're not even going to make the show. Australia's going to hate you. Like, all this kind oh of my stuff. my God. And it's, this is in the first few days. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get to know this person that I just got married to. Like, it's hectic, man. Like, I was – yeah. And it was – yeah, it was a struggle. It was – a lot of that stuff. I'm like, that that just doesn't sit right with me, like it's so against my back. Like telling someone that is just Yeah.
0: Yeah. And telling you to fight, basically, that's that's tough. Wow. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's sort of just like blown my mind. I mean, I watch all these shows, I should know better, especially after speaking to half the cast. I I understand yeah. the manipulation, but being like, Yeah, you know what, you're gonna get cut from the whole show, essentially, if you're not more uh, aggressive and entertaining yeah,
1: that's that that's uh, for word too that's like literally quoted like it's wow it's not me changing it at all and it's like wow how can you say that to somebody yeah it's just it wasn't about the people on the show it was about drama yeah it's
0: all about yeah.
1: drama because i guess people people watch it and then they go to work and they're like ah, oh, do you see that how you know they love the drama and that, that's the drama spreads quicker unfortunately mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're trying to do with kick on is change that. So people were spreading positivity more than negative stuff, you know? So I'm a big believer, you know, the greatest power that we behold is how you make somebody else feel. And like a comment is, you know, that comment could be, Hey, and like, I want everybody to try this. that listens, like just give someone a random compliment, like during the day, like, Hey man, nice shirt, nice shoes, man, you've got a nice smile, something like that. and, I bet you can remember one time when somebody's done that to you, and that can sit with you for months. Yeah. Like literally, that could turn a shirt into your favorite shirt, just like that. Yeah. And exactly. Put it on, you like feel good, and you'll be like, I remember when that random just told me they, you know, it it matched my tone or whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with the the negative, and I guess a big thing that I realised very quickly, like I was super lucky. I had six so far. I've had six trolls. That's it. Six bad comments or six, wow. six messages that were sent to me. And that's it. One of them was before I, I even got on the show. So that was funny. Oh. But like, I've been super lucky. A lot of the other contestants weren't that lucky and they had, you know, they have had a, a, a hounding since. And it's like, I figured out that, you know, being empathetic towards these people like people that go out and try to attack people that they've seen on a TV show. And they, they know in the back of their mind that they don't know the whole story and they don't really know this person. You've just seen a tiny little snippet of this person's life and it's edited and all this stuff. But people that go out of their way to send negative stuff to other people, they're not in a good headspace themselves. Like then it it comes from a place of pain and they're not having a good time and I guess I can empathise with that and just go, look, I, I feel sorry for people that are doing that and then try and flip it around and say, you know, do you need some help? You know, and I actually created like a message template to send to these people to try and point them in the right direction anyway, and sent that to like the rest of the cast so they could kind of use as well when they were getting troll stuff. And it's that's awesome. Yeah, it's just well, it's it's not hard to see like once you get past that, you know, the yikes. The yikes. <laughs> you can go, oh, this person's not having a good day. Yeah. you know something, something's going on in their life that they're not happy about and you can you can look past that you don't put your your own happiness in the hands of other people especially random people on the internet with fake accounts that you're never going to meet it's like yeah. don't take advice from someone that you wouldn't ask uh, for their opinion you know
0: so where do i send the bill for this psych session because i'm feeling pretty pumped up right now <laughs> I'm like ready to take on the day. I'm like, yes. (laughs) Even though I'm in Melbourne, I'm not allowed to leave the house. I'll just celebrate with the cats. (laughs) 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 Thank you so much for talking to me, Drew. You're an absolute champion. Tell us uh, where people can connect with you online.
1: Uh, Instagram seems to be, uh, you know, all the rave these days. So Drew Music on Instagram. There's a website, Drew Music. Uh, there is Facebook and all that kind of stuff and yeah there's a song coming out very shortly called At First Sight all about uh, all about my experience on there you know so
0: Ooh, fun. Very
1: excited. and you, you'll be able to find that on all, all of the socials
0: do you have a release date
1: yeah the release date keeps getting pushed out but within the next two weeks
0: okay awesome next... so we'll keep an eye on that Well, thank you so much again. It's been really fun and very enlightening. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I will talk to you again in the future.
1: See you. Have a lovely day. You too. I love your jumper.